Uh, hey guys. Hey. This is the Witches, Magic, Murder, and Mystery podcast. I'm Kara. I'm Megan. Hey. Hello. <laughs> um, let's see. It's Friday. Uh-huh. So excited. Oh my gosh. School starts here next week. Not excited. I don't no. even understand what I, happened to the summer. I haven't even like school shopped. I was at Kroger yesterday just getting regular groceries mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, my kids are at the age now where they don't really give you supply lists, right. sort of. I mean, at least not for high school. Ella probably does have mm-hmm. one somewhere, but I don't ever look for those things. No. Someone has to, like, literally put it in my face, and I'll be like, I still okay. it on Facebook. Sophie's on Facebook. I still don't have Willows. So I, I just bought, like, Willows the random teacher is. basics. No, I don't. I just got paper and highlighters and pens, and I was like, they'll need all that stuff. That's all I've done, and I'm not looking forward to that. In some ways, I guess I should say I am looking forward to it because the routine. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I do better with routines. I'm not looking forward to having to get up that early in the morning, though. I know. Because Willow, she still has to get up at like 6.15 in the morning to get ready. Yeah. I mean, I get up around 5 or 5.30 anyway. And I do that even without the school year. I just like it as, you know, Mm -hmm. we know I'm the big weirdo. But now I'm going to have to add in getting my kids up Mm -hmm. and having the argument. At least with one of them. That's the same. One of them's very easy. Yeah, the Willow is, is very so angry. Easy. So, mm-mm. no, she will drag her feet until five minutes before you have to walk out the door. <laughs> so yeah. fun. Um, let's see. Do we have anything? One thing I will say real quick, just to plug the Facebook group. I really enjoy it. There's always, it stays really active. I think oh, it's yeah. great. So if you're not in the Facebook group, you might want to join. I know. I'll get on Facebook every now and then and be like, oh, I got to get caught up. Yeah, I love it. I just, I mean, it's so fun. I feel like I know so many mm-hmm. of you. And, you know, we have a lot of listeners, but the ones of you who are in the Facebook group, I see your name so much and I just, I feel like I know you. Yeah. I see your name and your face and it's yeah. great. And a lot of you are like also on the Patreon and you also like send me stuff on TikTok. So it really right. does feel like, oh yeah, that's my friend, mm-hmm. you know, whoever, Nikki or Aaron yeah. or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> I don't actually know them, but right. it feels like I do. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Okay. I had a moment of like brief when I was researching this, I was like, some of the things this guy's done seem familiar to me. And I'm like, shoot, have I done this one? But the name doesn't. I looked through and the name didn't look familiar to me. I mean, our, sadly, there are a lot of people who do some of the same awful things, I know. right? Yeah. So, Jerry, Jeremy. Uh, Jerome? <laughs> Jerome, Jeremy, whatever. Uh, I've actually never thought to pronounce that, Jeremy. But now I'm like, I see how that. Yeah. I wonder if that's how Jerome Maybe that's how either one of those names came to be. Like, which, right. which came first, Jerome right. or Jeremy? Yeah, everybody calls somebody Jerry, though, so I'm, I'm lucky. Good I get idea. to call him Jerry. Good plan. Uh, Brutos. Let's not get stuck on what came first. <laughs> right. Uh, he was born in Webster, South Dakota in uh, 1939. It was January 31st. His mom really didn't care much about him because she wanted a girl. So it was just like, where's my kid? And she ignored him a lot. She also was really mean to him. So here we go with like the mommy issues at a very I mean, young age. Y'all remember the serial killer episode, right? Mm-hmm. You got these moms. He started having a foot fetish at the age of five, like a shoe fetish. Mm-hmm. Was obsessed with women's shoes. I mean, who's same. not? Who's not? Women's shoes are um, great, especially heels. He loved heels. And when he was younger, he would break into homes to steal people's shoes. He loved them that much. Yeah, this is where I don't think I could ever have a fit fetish just because I'm like, ew. Mm-hmm. So in this fascination, the family was like, you know, what? we're just going to move to Oregon. Um, 
as when he's they don't wear shoes in Oregon. We don't we don't like this. We're gonna see. I'm from Kentucky. I can make all those jokes. Exactly. I know. (laughs) He was a teenager in 1956. He was sent to Oregon State Hospital because he beat up a girl who didn't want to date him. That's that's how you get girls to date you, right there, sir. Yeah. If I say no, he'll hurt me. Mm. Like we don't already feel that anyway. Okay. Yeah. So then once he got out, he went in the army and he became an electrician, but he still kept breaking into homes and just for shoes. shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just women's um, shoes? Yeah. But then he started being like, you you know what? There's women attached to these feet and I like them. He then started stalking these women that he liked a lot. He would knock them down and start choking them. But instead of doing anything to them, he'd just steal their shoes and run off. I wonder if his mom liked shoes or hated shoes. Or if she wore fancy shoes when she was belittling him. Yeah. I feel like can, there has to be something there. Also, can you imagine him being like, you double knotted these? <laughs> Do you know how hard it is to get this off your foot? God. High tops, really? Well, I bet he was just very much like, it's got to be heels. It's got to be yeah, fancy shoes. Yeah. Oh, by the way, when he was 17, he would dig holes and he would keep people in them and use them as his pleasure. Just that his all women, yeah, yeah. What? That was when he was taken to the psych ward. Okay, that's yeah. I forgot about that part. What's his last name? Have we said that yet? Brutos. I, I didn't know. I know yeah. the beginning. I got so distracted by the Jerome. Jerome. Okay. He was at seventeen digging holes and pitting women in them to keep a sex slave. This is like what's that? Maybe kiss the girls or whatever. Or one of those Ashley Judd, Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Right. It just seems like he should be yeah actually in prison for that yeah because what he went on to marry he got married um they settled in portland oregon in a little suburb Mm -hmm. i need i need a complete psychoanalysis of whoever married him yeah um and when he got married he just kept being like these headaches i can't these headaches Headaches? so bad yeah um and he would have blackouts and um the only the only thing that would help his symptoms if he went out at night. Um, and so when he would go out at night, he would come back with shoes and undergarments. Like, you're just like, okay, honey, if that cures your headache. She must have been terrified of him. Yeah. Between 1968 and 1969, he uh, killed four young women. And the evidence from this, like... You know, people are like, oh, I saw so-and-so, and and he was six feet tall, blah, 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 blah. A sighting of a large man dressed in women's clothes. So he took it a step further. Yeah, a step in those heels further. His mom really wanted a daughter. Yeah. From these unfortunate ladies, he kept trophies. He kept trophies? Mm -hmm. Like what, Kara? Not, Not shoes anymore, Megan. Like what, Kara? A foot? And a breast. He put said breast in resin and used it as a paperweight. And he preserved the foot to use as a model in the shoes he had. He used the, the breast as a paperweight. Yeah. Kara, we've never done this case before. Nope. No. 100%. No. That's a detail I'd remember. Yeah. yeah. Also, how do we not know this one? How is this right. case not as 
Well, when well, you were talking about serial, ki- yeah, when you were talking about serial killers, I went and was like looking up like all the serial killers, and they were like, "This guy is not one that's often talked about." And I was like, "Yeah, no, he's not." Um, and then with said foot and stuff, he would model the shoes, and then he'd also dress up in the heels that he had too, and he would pleasure himself with the foot. With the foot? Yeah, the, with it. There. With the and dead the, foot? Uh-huh. The foot of the person he killed? Mm-hmm. Yeah, his wife was like, that's okay, babe. You just get rid of those headaches. Do I don't know that she I said that. Like, <laughs> no. I'm just talking about if she knew. I wonder how much she knew. Right. But also, like, what is your self-esteem like Yeah. to be married to yeah. this person? Do you do you just not think you can do any better? Yeah. You can do better. Yeah. Um, one of the detectives in Salem, uh, James Stovall, said he was one of the true monsters of the United States or the world, perhaps. He would also photograph these ladies as they died and after their deaths. And then he would put them in lingerie and then he would do horrible things to them. So, I mean, hates women, yeah. clearly. And then he would cut off their body parts. The way he got rid of the bodies is he would put them in the Long Tom River and that he would weigh them down with automobile parts. Mm. Horrible human. So the detective said the break in the case came when Jerry tried to kidnap a 12-year-old girl. She escaped, identified him for police in a photo lineup, and they went and arrested him ahead of Memorial Day weekend. And three days the detective lived at Old City Hall, and Jerry would just drop hints about his murders and talk about them. So they had no clue how far this had gone. They just knew he tried to kidnap, kidnap this little girl. girl. Yeah. That's interesting, too, because there was no reason for him to talk about the murders. It's like he right. needed mm-hmm. or wanted yeah. it to be known. Yeah. So the detective said Jerry at first would profess innocence and then would ask, so how would you know? Did he have a dad? It didn't say much about, I mean, obviously he had I mean, a dad, but it didn't say much about him. I just wonder, I, I know it said his, right. his mom didn't, yeah. wasn't happy about having a son. Yeah. And then the detective said, and I would tell him, there are things that you know, Jerry, and things that I know that nobody else knows. Jerry confessed on June 27th, 1969, three days before he was scheduled to go to trial. He pled guilty to murdering three women. So it was Jan Susan Whitney, Karen Alina Sprinkler, and Linda Dawn Sally, I believe. He did admit to a fourth murder. Um, He told his psychiatrist that he killed a teenager who was selling encyclopedias door-to-door in Portland. But they couldn't find her body, so they couldn't prosecute him on it. Even with a confession. Mm -hmm. Um, But listen, while he was in jail prison, um, he kept piles of shoe catalogs in his cell. They allowed it for some reason. He would write to shoe companies and ask for catalogs of shoes. He claimed it was his substitute for pornography. Can you imagine his cellmates being like, why has he got that Nike catalog? Why has he got that Skechers catalog? Do they allow pornography in prison? I don't know. I need to know. Can we look that up? (laughs) Can we giggle that real quick? Because I'm just like, that's his substitute for pornography. He should not in any way permitted inside any correctional facility, jail, prison. They've, They've banned, banned porn. 
but I wonder if they banned it after. Well, I'm just thinking, like, because this is 60s. Anyone who knows his history uh-huh. would know that to him that He's is porn, so right. it should not be allowed. Exactly. And then he would file appeals, and one, he said that a photograph taken of him with one of the victim's corpses couldn't prove that he was guilty, that he wasn't, that that shouldn't convict him of killing him. Well, killing her. That's that circumstantial evidence, right? Right. Like, you got a picture of him with the dead body. That doesn't mean he's the one that committed the murder. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. So... Timeline of the sweet little victims. January 26, 1968. Linda Slauson, 19, last seen selling encyclopedias in the Portland neighborhood where he lived with his wife and their two kids. They never found her body. But he did, like I said, he confessed. November 25th, 1968. Jan Whitney, 23, is last seen in Eugene. Her car was later found abandoned at a rest stop along Interstate 5 between Salem and Albany. March 27, 1969. Karen Sprinker, Last seen alive in the Meyer and Frank parking lot in downtown Salem. April 22nd, 1969, Gloria Jean Smith, 15, is nearly abducted while walking near a parish middle school. Uh, she identified Jerry as the man who attempted to kidnap her and take her into a green Volkswagen. It belonged to his mom. Mm-hmm. April 23rd. 1969, Linda Sally, 22, Beaverton, is last seen alive at the Lloyd Center parking lot in Portland. May 10th, 1969, body of Linda is found. Mm. May 12th, body of Karen is found. May 18th, Jerry is identified as a possible suspect. May 26th, uh, his home in the 3100 block of Center Street is searched by the police. They found copper wire, rope, and pictures of the victims. May 29th, Jerry's arrested on charge of armed assault related to the incident with the little girl. And then June 3rd, he's arrested. So so he was tipped off as being a suspect before the kidnapping thing. But may have, they, right, but they didn't know the extent. Right, right. But I was just saying, so they, yeah. they did have reason to think he was guilty of more than just Something, kidnapping. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Yeah. On June 21st, 1995, after tons of parole hearings, Oregon Parole Board tells Jerry he'll never be paroled. You will be in prison for the rest of your life, and there will be no further parole hearings, said Chair Marva Fabian. Jerry continues to be allowed to appear before parole board every two years for an informal interview. Just hoping that they can get more information out of him. Like, they're, I'm wondering if they're thinking, well, he could have done more. Yeah. So oh, maybe where's that body? Mm-hmm. August 19th, 2005. Jerry has been in prison longer than any other person in Oregon. He was sent to prison back in 1969 for all those things. Um, he told the parole board he feels more stable. He's had years of counseling. Things are getting better. He's a better person. Don't worry about me. Everything's going to be I good. have been redeemed. I have seen the lot. I have seen the lot. And have I've been blessed. blessed. And the parole board was like, "Fun for you, good. Right. We're still not we getting out of prison, Jerry. Not yeah, not happening." So then, he told parole board in August twentieth, two thousand five, that he's recovering from colon cancer, and he's also um, pursuing his master's degree in counseling in the Oregon State Penitentiary. Penitentiary. Pen- penitentiary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Kara does know how to say it. Okay. Yeah. I don't. Right. Kara does. Right. I want to yes. just keep She's it going. supporting me. Okay. Yeah. He also said, listen, guys, I'm so reformed that someone tried to start a fight with me the other day in prison. I walked away from it. I walked look, away from it. Look at all these people I haven't killed. <laughs> guys, I'm living with all these people and I haven't hurt them because they're not wearing shoes. They're not women. He said, but in the past, I never would have done that. So I, I was a hothead. Now look at me. I'm cured. Now look at me. I'm a great human. But he continued in these interviews to not give them any insights to his crimes. Like, he just continued to be like, no, no, you all found evidence. It is what it is. I wonder if he doesn't know why. Like, it's just a compulsion he can't understand. Or if maybe his reasoning why is like too humiliating. Okay, well, he went on to say, you know, I don't want to get into this matter in front of the public. It's not a suitable forum. He said, this is information I wanted to give to the board without it becoming public record or reading it in the newspaper. I have no intention of burying my soul. So I wonder then Mm -hmm. if it's to him, it's just too embarrassing. Yeah. Committing murder, not embarrassing, not humiliating, not a problem. Right. And then he died in prison on March 28th, 2006 at 5.10 a.m. Yeah. So they never really got the full details of everything. And what if he did kill more? What if they just like never pieced those things together because it was all throughout? It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Horrible human. Yeah, it's really something. It really does. After doing all the research on that episode last time about how do people become serial killers, it really does make me think so much about how I feel like we could see a pretty clear connection between Mm -hmm. his mother. Right. And who he became. But you also can't say it's all her fault. Right, exactly. Right? Like, there has to be the other component. Right. But, I man. mean, from the time he was five, there was something going on. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think I've talked about this before, but when I would have, when I was teaching and I taught special education and I would have kids with, like, really huge rage right. issues. Yeah. And I would think all the time, like, we'd be in the middle of them having some kind of meltdown. And it was awful. And they're yeah. so young yeah. to have so much rage. Right. And I would be thinking, if you just had different parents. Right, exactly. Because, I mean, I say that, again, I'm not saying that every child with right. these problems right. is because of their parents. Please don't think that. But I knew in these specific in cases, yeah. I knew what their situation was at home. And it was a lot to do with their parents. And yeah. I would just think, there's nothing, there's no other problem here. Right. Your problem yeah. is the family you were born into. Exactly. And like, that's just so heartbreaking. Right. And so commendable for the people who can overcome it. Yeah. Um, I know people who grew up in horrible homes. Oh, yeah, for sure. And have become really amazing, wonderful people. Yeah. Just break the mold. Yeah. But, yeah. like, then you have people like this. Oh, my God. It's sad. Yeah. It's sad. I mean, again, I'm not trying to be like, he's the victim. Obviously, he murdered right. people. So, it's sad all the way around. It's sad yeah. that he became this and that because of that, other people died. Right. I still can't believe that they just let him have piles of she magazines. Why? <laughs> she catalogs. Oh, and can you, like the Macy's and the Sears catalogs back then? No, it makes me so uncomfortable. Yes. You're just walking by and there he is flipping through it. Oh. And you're like, well, no, thank you. No, thank you. I need about four showers now. Yikes. All right. Oh. Okay. Welcome to August. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you're on the Patreon, 
let's see, this comes out on Friday. So there should already be a post there for me to help pick my episode for this month. Mm -hmm. And there'll be a witchy post up and all your other August perks, the phone backgrounds and things like that will be coming very soon. Oh, I'm so excited. So if you're not on the Patreon, this is a good time to join. And like I said, if you didn't hear me in the last episode. Yeah. We're getting into the fall, which is the best. And we're working on fall merch, which Mm -hmm. if you were on the Patreon, you got to see a little bit of a sneak peek of some of the fall merch we've got going. Yeah. What else? Oh, the Patreon. It's a good idea to join at the beginning of the month. If you are waiting till the end of the month, just wait until it officially becomes the next month because it always charges you the day you sign up Mm -hmm. and it charges you again on the first of the month. So if you join July 31st, you're going to get charged July 31st and then again the very next day Mm -hmm. on August 1st. So if it's like the end of the month, whenever you're hearing this episode, in case you're binging it later, go ahead and wait. Yeah. Wait a week. You know? Yeah. This makes more sense for a lot of people. Yeah. Okay. That's it. We love you so much. Goodbye. Goodbye.